Okay, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. Hey, how you doing? I uh, I you know, I'm thinking about you guys out there. It's um it's a tough time of year, you know, the, the combination of winter, cold weather, and the pandemic, and now we've got an uprising and violence on top of it. Well, you know, like Hey, if you're depressed, it's not that you have a problem with depression. It's like you're having a normal response to the world around you. Okay. Don't fight it. This is my, this is my, do not fight it. Just be like, you know what? This is a really, it's, you're having a growth experience. That's what I want to tell you. Keep it in mind. You're having a growth experience. It'll pay off somewhere later. Don't ask me when, but it will. So anyway, thanks so much for listening to uh, Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit today on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is the greatest station in the Western Hemisphere, if you haven't checked. I have. I've checked all the radio stations. This is absolutely the best. So, um, you know, and we want to we wanna make it through the pandemic with you so we need your help okay uh, i want to be here i want to be here for you and we have so much great radio we really are an important part of you know keeping people entertained informed enlightened we're a forum for people to express themselves so uh check us out radio brooklyn radiofreebrooklyn.org and you can go to the donate page. We also have some great merch too. You should come and get some merch. Um, anyway, I've got a fabulous guest on today. I am very, very, very excited about, um, I'm going to call her a new friend. Okay, Carol? Absolutely. A new, well, we'll see after this. All right. <laughs> so anyway, this is Carol Neidhart. She is the mother of a very good friend of mine, Sherilyn Neidhart. If you know me, you may know her. She's a very good friend of mine. She's an incredibly talented human and artist and a lot more than that, which could take the rest of the show to talk about. Uh, she has been on the show. But anyway, so um, I said that I wanted to speak to somebody who had conservative you know, viewpoints, a Trump voter. And I knew that her mother, her parents were Trump voters. And Sherilyn, I know, uh, has a lot of respect for her parents and speaks highly of them. And so I knew that I would have a good, that we will have a good conversation with somebody, a good open conversation with somebody whose views do not agree with mine. And I'm guessing if you're listening to this, probably don't agree with yours either. So we're going to open our minds, okay? But before we do that, I want to tell you about City Running Tours because this is, if you're depressed at all, this is going to, this is the best thing. I'm not kidding. I mean, I know, like, I, I want to tell you about this, but exercise and being outdoors is all you can do for yourself right now. I'm not kidding. So anyway, city running tours are great. They're in all the four boroughs, not Staten Island, Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, and Bronx. And the idea is there's 23 different tours. And the idea is to uh, do a tour of a neighborhood. So you can go to their website, cityrunningtours.com, just that's tours, tours is plural, and look it up. 
and uh, pick a tour. You don't have to be like a great runner, but think about it. Think about it, okay? You're sitting at home now, right? You're completely isolated. Even if you're with your partner, you're isolated. No one can take, anyone who says they have a good relationship with their partner being that they're being quarantined is, that's not a real relationship. They're either bullshitting you or they're in denial about their relationship. Okay, and and if not, let me know because I want to hear about that. So you can go and anyway, this is great. You can go be with people, other people, new people, bring friends too, and you go running and touring the neighborhood and it's all organized for you. So that's got everything in it. It's got socializing. It's got exercise. It's got fresh air. I can't recommend it enough. And this is a really great um, service or organization. So uh, I I do it. Do it. It's it'll, you'll you know what? It's one of those things that if you do it, you'll feel so much better. I promise you. Okay. So, um, Carol Neidhart. Hello. Hi. It's so nice. It's so nice. Thank you so much for being on this show and and thank you for your you know, open-minded attitude. I think um this I think I I'm hoping that you and I can um bring some meeting of the minds to some very closed minds. There's closed minds on both sides is what I'm saying, right, Carol? Agreed. Yeah, and so we got to try to understand each other. And that's what we're here for, right? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I just want people to know a little bit about you as far. Well, first of all, you know, Sherilyn is amazing. And uh, so it's a, really a testament to you and, and Sherilyn's dad. I'm sure you guys must have, you guys must have had, you guys must have had something together to, to like turn out somebody like Sherilyn. So that's, that's a pretty, Sherilyn is a very good endorsement of you guys, but, but, um, you say you're a Christian conservative and I want to understand that. I want everybody to understand what that means. And you're very involved in the church. So tell us a little bit about about like what being a Christian, a Christian conservative means to you and your involvement with the church? Well, I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, I think when we say the church, that um, it's so much more than the church. It's a personal relationship. And my life is built on prayer and guidance by the Holy Spirit. But I'm also not one of these Bible thumpers that goes around knocking on doors and saying, repent. Uh, I just live my life the way I think God wants me to. Mm -hmm. and, and, so, uh, and most of my friends feel the same way. Mm -hmm. So if you see somebody doing something or I just said a bunch of curse words, is that if I'm like thinking I, if I curse, is that offensive for you? Oh, I've heard it before. Oh, okay. In fact, I watch Netflix. So. <laughs> And so, Amazon Prime, and there's plenty of talk like that. Okay. Um, I'll so you're I'll be honest with you. The one word that really bothers me, and it doesn't make any difference because everybody says it, is the F word. That okay, word. I'll try to. I'll try. I cannot get used to that word. I'm sorry. Okay, the radio station's fine with it, but I'll I'll try to curb that for you. Oh, I, <laughs> I do mean to be respectful by all means. I think I we've. So. I think we've made. I think I've made that. We we know that, right? 
Yep. That's a, yeah. Although, although, you know, I am really worried about insulting you. I've already told Cheryl in that. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, I'm, I am. I'm worried I'm going to say the wrong thing because I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, cl I'm clear across the country, so I can't womp on you, can oh, I? Okay. You won't tell Sherilyn not to be my friend anymore, will you? No, I wouldn't do okay. that. Okay. All right. Cool. And uh, you've obviously, both of your children are very liberal, right? Your adult oh, yeah. children are very liberal. So this sure. is not, this is not, these ideas aren't necessarily new to you. Um, you know, the whole thing reminds me of Aesop's story, the grasshopper and the ant, mm -hmm. because my parents were grasshoppers. No, my parents were ants and I'm, Dave and I are grasshoppers and my kids are, no, I'm getting it all backwards. Okay. My parents were ants. No, <laughs> let's just skip that one. <laughs> well, what is I don't, what's the metaphor? The grasshopper is the one that just lived, in fact, he, he lived to just enjoy life and just make the most of it. But the ants were working constantly for the Oh, so Charlene's definitely they had no an time ant. to be happy and fun. They just Oh, so, so you mean you're the Christian conservative, but I'd probably have a better time hanging out with you because you're just more chill. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> we're ants, and, but we respect grasshoppers. Right, right, right. Ants is the category that we are happiest in. Right. So anyway, you are uh, a Trump voter. You have voted for Trump both times, right? That's right. Mm hmm. And uh, what, you know, a lot has happened. We made this appointment about a week and a half ago. But since that time, obviously, the Capitol has been uh you know taken over and stuff we've a lot has transpired so uh, initially i was just going to really talk about your feelings about trump but i want to know like we should really find out right away like what what's your take on what happened at the capitol last wednesday a week ago oh it's terrible it's absolutely terrible and uh while i i voted for trump the first time because I believe in the principles of the Republican Party. Uh, I believe in less government. Mm -hmm. I believe in uh, the right to life. I believe in uh, the right to own guns. Mm -hmm. I believe in um, less government because mm -hmm. uh, I think it limits our individual freedoms and I'm not for that. Um, when Trump ran, I frankly, I've never considered him a Republican. I think he's a rhino. Um, you know, what's Republican a rhino again? Or, what's that? What's a rhino? Republican in, in name only. only. Right, right, right. And, you know, like they said to him, well, if you don't get the, the first time, if you don't get the Republican nomination, uh, will you become an independent? And he had to think about that one for a while, but he essentially is an independent. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's the way he's run the government. He doesn't really give a rat's patoot about anybody who doesn't agree with him. Well, and I don't care what their party is. Right. Okay. So here's here's what I want to know. So okay, I understand. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh, I understand why you voted for him the first time. This I could uh, I couldn't understand that. But in the four you voted for him twice. Right. So in the four years since he's been president, he's done really hard. Like, let's just talk about separating, you know, parents, the, what he did with immigration. Just, I mean, just even that, 
that's not a Christian thing. Do you, or like, how do you, how do you square that? Do you, what do, what do you think about that? And what, how can you vote for him a second time knowing that he's done those things? Okay, number one, I believe in legal immigration, not illegal immigration. I don't think it's right to separate parents from children, but I also know that a lot of those children came over without parents. Their parents sent them. And so what, what the, our government was supposed to do with them, I'm not sure. Uh, put them in cages, give them little cots to sleep on, probably not. But that was a very difficult situation for anybody to handle. Okay. Okay. But there, okay. So we could argue about that, but sure. But what there are definitely instances of children who like nursing children who are separated from their mothers. I just told you they shouldn't be separated from their parents. I okay. don't believe in that. Okay. And I understand that. Right. Uh, but do you believe, but I mean, Trump, I believe Trump, it's hard for me not to believe, let me put, just put it that way, that Trump is not responsible for that happening. Do you see his role in that? Yeah. And I also see the role of someone who would like to preserve legal immigration. Why should all these people come ahead of everybody else with no standing? You know, we don't have any information on them and, and identification. I mean, it was an enormous problem. And it would be an enormous problem for the Democrats to handle as well if it was in their lap. Um, but um, I just think it's too simplistic to say Trump, Trump, Trump. I mean, my one of my biggest problems with him those whole four years was that he ran his government like his game show, his celebrity, <laughs> celebrity mm. apprentice. I don't like you. You're fired. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Trump is a, like a decent, like, what do you think about him as a, a, as a human being? I think he's a very sad person. Mm -hmm. He's a very sad person. He uh, is extremely insecure and uh, he, but he's also an egomaniac and a sociopath. Mm -hmm. Um he didn't start out that way. He just got worse and worse and worse. I think when he realized that he couldn't bully his way around the world with all the other world leaders, and it seems like the only one he had much success with was the Korean guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But um, everyone else was offended by him. And when they found out that he'd made this horrible mistake and he didn't have a chance of getting voted for again, they just turned their back on him. And I'm not so sure I wouldn't have done the same thing as a world leader. Mm -hmm. And he was really nasty then. And you reap what you sow mm -hmm. to quote the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so um, I really was very unhappy with a lot of the things that he did. But I think he would have been reelected if he hadn't totally screwed up the um, pandemic. I, mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't disagree. Uh, but do you see, I mean, I, I, people, me and people like me think that he's done a lot of evil things. You know, he's, uh, a lot of corrupt things. Do you, do you believe that? I think there's corruption in both parties. I think, I think Washington DC is rampant with corruption. 
So you think he's just as he's just one of them? Yeah, he's become one of them. You think do you think Biden is going to be as corrupt? He already is. And how do you see him as corrupt? With the money, the bribes he's taken and the way he's handled his son in complete denial that his son has done anything uh, wrong. So here, uh, come he, on. You know, if he just said, look, I can't be responsible for my son. He's an adult. That would be fine. But he, he denies it. He just flat out denies it. And another thing, I don't think he's too well hung. I think uh, he's had real problems when he is in front of a teleprompter. So uh, I, Biden. Oh, yeah. Um, what about Trump's attitude towards women? Well, he's a chauvinist. But I mean, what about like he's accused of raping these women? He has paid like, I mean, Stormy Daniels. OK, let's talk just for example, like he paid her. Uh, he paid her off. So she, he, he had an affair with a adult film star. Like, what do you think about why he was married? Like, what do you think about that? Well, I think it's wrong. And I think probably the majority of the legislators in Washington, D.C. are also in the same spot. A lot of them do that. That doesn't make it right. But um, he was just more open about it. And frankly, I think those women had a part in it as well. They didn't have to go up to his room to have a drink. I mean, you couldn't drink in the bar. Give me a break. They were looking for something, too. They wanted... Uh, fame or they wanted some sort of movie part or something. Everybody had an agenda. Yeah. I mean, some of them did. What about E. Jean Carroll, who he raped in a, uh, you know, departments in a department store dressing room? I don't really follow all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I know that he's a jerk. Uh, I, I don't get into all the particulars. Uh, I don't know anything. Okay. About well, he's definitely, um, done some really bad things to women and harassed a lot. I mean, some of the women have wanted it and some of them, I mean, he's just, you know, he's definitely harassed women. How about his, the whole like pussy thing? So what I'm hearing from you and you tell me okay. is that, is that you, you think all this stuff is, this is not good. Nobody thinks it's good, but you right. think that they're all the same. And what do you mean they're all the same? All politicians are on the same. He's on the same level with all the other politicians. Oh, politicians, celebrities. You don't get anywhere in Hollywood if you're not willing to give out. I mean, that's just, it's human nature. It's a horrible, horrible part of human nature. But none of those women had to go ahead and go up into the room or get on the casting couch. They made that choice. And then well, they think, yippee, now I can sue him. I can get some money out of this or some fame out of this. And uh, so I don't think there are any people who are not uh, guilty. Mm -hmm. of I, bad behavior. Okay. Um, you know, I could probably, I mean, we don't need to get into the, like, I could probably counter if I, you know, I, I could probably go case by case and we could really dig into the, any particular aspect of this, but the bigger picture is really that where we're getting our information, like you're getting, are you, 
where are you getting are you like watching i think sharon you what you watch fox or like where oh. are you getting your information oh i i just watch the uh, network news usually cbs but um I've lived in Hollywood, in the Hollywood area for a long time. And my great aunt was a secretary to a prominent producer at Paramount Pictures. And so I know from her and from a lot of people exactly what goes on there. You know, you don't get something for nothing. And everybody has a bargaining chip. And, <laughs> and that's what everybody's playing off of. So uh, I don't condone it. I will never condone it but I don't think you can limit it to Donald Trump. Um, so, okay, let's talk about what happened at the Capitol last Wednesday. Sure. Okay, now that seems, you said that just like Sharon. Sure. <laughs> genetics, that's genetics at work. Okay, so let's say that uh, in my, from what my, my opinion, not just my opinion, but from my, the information I have gotten, it seems very clear to me that Trump made that speech and had them go and attack the Capitol. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. Uh, I think he he cannot he cannot accept the fact that he's lost mm -hmm. the election. Um, in fact, I was I have friends who are Trumpers and they're all upset. And I said, you know what? It was okay if there was corruption in the polls four years ago because he won, but this year. <laughs> He didn't win, and now he's claiming corruption. I mean, I, I just find that ludicrous. Uh, but my problems uh, started when he started when he's with the pandemic. I think that's what really shot him down big time because he was too big to wear a mask. He was insisting that his uh, underlings and the general public didn't wear masks in public mm -hmm. and didn't social distance because he was in complete denial because he didn't want to take any of the blame for it. He also didn't help anybody. He's, he's been a hindrance. And to me, the pinnacle was when he said uh, to Deborah Burks, it, wouldn't it be okay if people just shot Clorox into <laughs> I thought, are you kidding me? I cannot believe any human being would say that. But, right. and, so, so I mean, I think that's that was his giant downfall. And then when he had to be hospitalized, that was even worse. I mean, it just got to be more and more bizarre as every day went by. And when the day before that election for those two Georgia congressmen that he went to help them out, he spent 90 minutes talking about himself. Right. So, right I mean, right. the man is just deranged and he needs to go. Okay. So like here's what I'm trying to track. Part of our conversation is that you're saying that, yeah, he did some horrible things, but they're all the same. And I understand that. Okay. You know, that, you know, politicians and movie stars, you know, like whatever, they get away with what they, they get, get away with what they can. Okay. There's a price, blah, blah, you know, and all right. Okay. So like I'm, I'm people like me think he's extreme. Like we know that people get away with shit. You know, there's Harvey Weinstein who's extreme too, yeah. but you know, we know what goes on, but we feel that he's more extreme than the other politicians, but okay. So we don't necessarily see eye to eye on that. I get that. But, but now we are talking about, um, the Capitol incident, but before that, the pandemic, which brought him down because of how he behaved. 
but you still voted for him even after those actions. So how- The reason I voted for him was not for him, but for the party, as I've explained to you, because I just believe in less government. I believe in and pro-life, he's pro-life. I believe in uh, legally owning guns, which he did. So I voted for the principles and not for the man. The man just happened to be there. Uh-huh. But he seems like he's, I mean, I people like me believe that he's responsible for the death of hundreds of thousands of people from COVID. That if somebody else had their shit to get, sorry, had like been on top of it, they would have been able to uh, handle it better that he really he really didn't work very hard he didn't seem engaged in the COVID thing he really wasn't engaged in it he didn't seem concerned for people that were hurt by it and uh i think i mean how how about well how about that like so how what do you what do you say to me about that i agree he really blew it and that's why he lost the election Right. If he hadn't have been such an idiot about the way he handled it, he might still be president. So but here's what I'm having a hard time with. Uh, how can you vote for somebody who's responsible for the death of hundreds of thousands of people? Well, he didn't do it by himself. But um, like I say, I don't feel like I voted for the man. I voted for the party. And if I were to vote libertarian which I probably more than anything else, I'd have thrown my vote away. And if I voted for Joe Biden, I'd be voting for someone that I did not respect at all. I have no respect for him or Kamala Harris and especially for Nancy Pelosi. Okay. Uh, and Nancy's now gonna be in line right after Kamala Harris if uh, Biden conks out. So yeah. uh, it, it, to me, there was, in fact, I told Dave this many times, there's no good choices here. There's okay, well, no what about, choices. did you ever think about not voting? Well, no, because that's throwing your vote away too. Okay, I, I'm i going to say, I don't know if this makes a whole lot of, I hear what you're saying, and um, I... It doesn't have to make sense to you. No, I, I, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> I just want to know. But that brings me to another point that I wanted to discuss with you, um, that liberals can be pig-headed too. So do you, as mo is most, uh, are most of the people in your community, do they agree with you? Do they vote with you? Would they, do you guys all, do you guys agree? Do you, you must run against people like me, like Sherilyn, people. Well, that Washington is a Democrat state, and it has been for a long, long time. Washington, that's where you live, obviously. Yeah, state of Washington. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, there are a number of Republicans who live here, and they demonstrate on street corners, just like the liberals did. And everybody respected everybody else. Um, but um, I think you tend to gravitate toward people who believe the way you do. I think that's human nature. Right, right. But do you feel like you're, but I mean, are you in positions sometimes where you're feeling judged by people like me? Like, are there any circumstances? Are there, is there a book club where no one agrees with you and stuff like that? Are you in situations 
No. Um, not at the time. I did volunteer work for the city for about eight years. And there were a lot of people there that had differing viewpoints of mine, but I'm not intimidated by it. And I'm not out there with uh, my beliefs on my shirt. Mm-hmm. You, know? mm-hmm. you learn to live with each other. When you're 78 years old, you learn to just get along. In the words of Rodney Allen King at the Watts riots, can't we just all get along? Um, so I, um, I think now that I'm not involved in the city anymore, uh, I'm more with like-minded people to myself, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I just, I just think the one controlling thing in life, the most important thing of all is love. And I can love you regardless of your political views. And I do mm-hmm. love you regardless of your political mm-hmm. views. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all God's children mm-hmm. and uh, that's just what works for me. What is the role of uh, abortion rights, do you think, in you know decision-making in voters and the Republican Party and your beliefs and other people like you? Like how, how important are you know that is a topic of abortion if that abortion shouldn't be legal do you think you think abortion shouldn't be legal right that's right yeah so as far as being a republican is that a is that a front and center cause for you no that's just my personal belief because i've heard people say that if they made abortion ill illegal that there would people would still figure out ways to get it and that it wouldn't be such a hot topic um that's probably true people people want what they want mm-hmm. the thing right now on a little different note in washington state is there and i guess oregon's doing the same thing they are saying it's we need to have these um these shooting parlors for drug addicts who want to go and shoot heroin and cocaine into their veins. And we need to have a nurse there to make sure they don't off themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, that's against the law. Mm-hmm. That's the law. And yet we want to skirt around it because these people, my goodness, what if they overdose? Well, they're probably going to overdose anyway. But we have to change the way we think all the time. And this is especially big in Seattle with our city council there. We have to help the homeless. We have to let them live the way they are. And uh, they, they take over parks in Seattle and leave their needles behind. So kids can't use a park anymore. I so, mean, it's, it's just, there's just so much corruption and it's, it's discouraging sometimes. Well, the homeless, take, take that as a topic. The homeless, I mean, a lot of them are mentally ill. Some of them are drug addicts, but a lot of them are mentally ill. Do you Agreed. do you agree with that? Absolutely. And and we have this one hospital, Western Washington Mental Hospital, that is a house of horrors. I mean, it's like something out of a horror magazine. And the government doesn't do anything about it. They just let it continue. If you want to, if you want to have a nightmare relive their whole rest of your life. Go to Western Washington Hospital mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it is awful. And that is not the solution for these people. Uh, but we also have to worry about the First Amendment. Well, what if that mentally ill person doesn't want to have help? What if all he wants is to be left alone? 
and live in his little tent at the park and shoot up with his friends. I mean, uh. so have you, I mean, these are, these are mentally ill people. I mean, shouldn't we have compassion for them? Sure. We should have compassion for them, but how far does that compassion go? Does that affect well, home rights? I mean, are you not allowed to send your kids to the park anymore because there'll be needles in there and creepy people? I mean, uh, where does that end? Uh, we, uh, I'm trying to think of a parallel. Mm -hmm. Well, oh, well, I have Black Lives Matter. Here we go, Seattle. These poor people that had small businesses in Seattle, in the district where the Black Lives Matter protests were, they had their businesses destroyed. They had uh, not only physical destruction, but nobody would come there anymore because they didn't want to be a victim of violence. And so these people, these hardworking people now have to give up their rights for people that just want to riot and protest and destroy things. I mean, it's just, and then and, and, and everybody who's paying taxes says, wait a minute, I don't want this in my backyard. Well, don't you have compassion? Okay, so have, okay, what do you, what do you, is, is that your, what is your view on the Black Lives Matter movement? Well, I think it's terrible what has happened to some of these innocent people, uh, you know, the people who were killed, the people, uh, the guy that had his, his neck, had his, the officer's knee on his neck. Those were terrible, terrible crimes, and those police should be dealt with. But the police also have an impossible job. Those police in Seattle were told they couldn't have any weapons. They had to just stand there and somehow try and defend their precinct from the Black Lives Matter people breaking in and destroying everything. Mm -hmm. And so um, we need to have change. I couldn't agree with it more, but you can't destroy things in order to get change. Mm -hmm. How does that happen? Especially these people that were rioting in these predominantly black districts destroying the black businessmen's livelihood because they're mad. Mm -hmm. I mean, how does that work? Well, let's talk about systemic racism where police um, don't feel like they have to treat black people the same way they treat white people. Yeah, that's a big do you, problem. Do you, do you agree with, do you believe that's true? Yeah, I think it's a big problem. I, but I also, it goes, it goes both ways too, because awful lot of these people that were stopped, like the guy recently that was, they told him to stop and he had a knife in his hand and he wouldn't stop and was walking toward his car where his little boys were inside the car. Well, they didn't know if he was going to reach in and get a gun in that car. They had no way to know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they probably went over, over the bend. They probably, they're human beings too. They make mistakes, but they can't make mistakes. And then you never hear about the kind of person they're dealing with. I mean, his parents are going to tell you of the, of the deceased or the maimed. He was a choir boy. He loved everybody. They mm -hmm. loved him. Well, he had a rap sheet like you wouldn't believe. Well, so, I, I mean, there's plenty of blame on both sides is what I'm trying to say. Mm, mm. So I think that, well, you know, I'm also curious to know how, I mean, you, you happen to have grown up 
in, or I, from Cheryl and I know that you guys have lived in mostly smaller towns or have well, you been in, that. have you had a lot of experience with black people? We have, uh, we have lived in Southern California beach community for almost all of our marriage up until 2004. And it was very sheltered. It was, um, it was the most inexpensive beach community on the Pacific coast mm. when we first moved there. Mm. Now it's outrageous. Now it's like mm. Newport Beach, it's uh, Miami, any of those places. They got high rises and we moved out at just the right time. But uh, we, we've had an, I have, I worked with a black lady that was really cool um, yeah. on a job and I don't have any bad feelings toward them. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that um, I always thought that people would be better off if they didn't marry interracially, but that's all mm -hmm. gone by the wayside. And, and my other thinking on that is, well, when you marry outside your race, at least you're uh, for black people, you have less chance of getting, isn't it Tay-Sachs? Isn't that what the... Oh, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, all, yeah. yeah. you and know, so people are people and, and we just love them. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering, like, I think it's, I mean, this isn't about you personally whatsoever, but I think it is really hard for people to really understand. And I've had problems. I mean, I am in a very, you know, in a pretty, um, you know, interracial community relatively. Sure. And I, have only recently had discussions because of the Black Lives Matter movement that helped me really understand what my, how my black friends are discriminated against because I don't see them discriminated against when I'm around them. But when they get on the subway, you know, they are in a lot more danger with the cops than I would ever be and stuff like that. So I'm wondering I, what, I, what I'm trying to say is that I think in your heart of hearts, you have, you know, you believe the, you know, what the, the right thing, but I'm wondering if you've ever really had a lot of, you know, day-to-day -day experience with people that aren't like you. Yeah. Well, I had my friend Trina, her husband was in the military because we live near Camp Pendleton, but, um, I think of it in a little bit of a broader picture. Uh, my husband is an Eng was an English teacher and he was hired to teach the uh, boat people that came over from Vietnam and oh. were staying at tents in Camp Pendleton. He was hired to teach them English. And so he did things like he took them through the JC Penny catalog and oh. showed them how to order things mm -hmm. and just, and do you know those Vietnamese people refused to sit at the table with the Cambodians? nothing to do with them oh, and I, what I i'm just saying that. To you is it's human nature for us to be putting ourselves in a better category than somebody else well, that is wrong but it's mm -hmm, human nature mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's uh, a big one that's a big pill to swallow and and a big one to fight uh especially if you went south it's horrible down there the way they treat people yeah and years ago uh my husband and I and my brother-in-law and my niece and her husband all went to Atlanta for a, con a men's conference. And uh, on our last day there, we said, you know what? We would like to go worship at Martin Luther King's church before we go home. Nice. And they said, no, you wouldn't at the desk. 
And I said, why? And he says, those black people don't want you around. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what I'm trying to say. It's kind of like we need to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand why we don't understand each other better. And, you know, some of that is that we don't have a day-to-day experience with people who aren't like us. Now you're involved with the church and then um, you're involved in different activities with the church. Is any of that volunteering with people? I'm not on salary. Oh, no, I know it's all volunteer, but I mean, is any of that with people like doing things with, you know, uh, communities that are less fortunate or anything like that? Well, do you have do you have contact with people other that are unlike you through the church? Nope, I don't think so. Do you? Uh, this is an area that's mostly retired people, and mostly retired people that are financially comfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, we have some people, you know, that are domestics. We have a wonderful um, meaning cleaning people. Uh, well, Norma Franco. What's is, a domestic? And are they white domestics? My domestic is, yes. But um, <laughs> she's a so character. Awesome. You'd love her. I bet. Um, <laughs> at any rate, um, we have a woman who is, she and her family are janitors for the church, and she does childcare. And all she's Catholic, but all her children have grown up in our children's programs and sing in the choir and... Uh, it's just a wonderful relationship. We have so much love and respect for her and her family. Um, do you, do you, uh, what was I going to say? Um, so do you, um, do, do you any of the, do you ever feel like people in your church are racist or do you hear them saying, you know, things that you don't agree with that other you know, like about Trump or people that like, do you hear them saying things that you don't agree with? Well, my husband's, one of my husband's best friends is Tom Coonley and he's a retired army colonel and he is uh, a staunch Democrat and, uh, and he can get a little heated sometimes. And he says, you know what, let's just agree to disagree. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and that's what it should be. We love Tom. He's a great guy, but he believes differently than we do. And we're not going to change that. No, but I mean, what I meant was like, you know, what your your attitude towards pe- black people or people who are less fortunate, say, or whatever, or people that need help is compassionate. I mean, oh sure, yeah, I get, I get that. But in your church, do you do you ever are you around people that are not as compassionate as you are? That believe no, kind no, of. I, I think most of my friends has similar beliefs to mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we support a church called Lily of the Valley. It's not a church. It's a, a residence for battered and abused women mm-hmm. here in Squim. And uh, there are a couple of different churches that meet all of those women's needs, whether it be clothing or oh, counseling, that's good. job counseling or okay. you know, setting them up to believe in themselves, which most of them don't. Mm-hmm. They, they oh, believe that's the lies that are told to them. What about, sorry, Um, what about, you know, this is going so fast, we only have 15 minutes left. So, um, uh, and I want to, I'm not done. I am not done with you, lady. Okay. Uh, uh, What about QAnon? What do you think about them? What do you think about the QAnon thing? What? I don't like it. In fact, our mayor, uh, William Armacost, 
came out in favor of it and he almost lost his job. I mean, people went nuts. Mm-hmm. How dare you support QAnon? So what do you, so do you believe in, do you, you know, the theory, right? That, um, there's a big, you know, a state that, that, uh, Trump is fighting the deep state and that the deep state is run by, you know, uh, people that are pedophiles and all that, you know, the story, have you heard that? Vaguely, vaguely, Dave's explained it to me, but I've, forgot about it because I don't have any contact with it. So, uh huh. So do you think that's true? David, what? what do you think about QAnon? They're crazy. Did you hear that? Crazy. Okay. So you guys don't believe, well, you're pretty moderate in my book then. Yeah. Okay. So let's get back to what happened at the okay. Capitol week ago, Wednesday. Yeah. Now I would say from my point of view and people who agree with me would say that whole mess was initiated by Trump, that he riled, he had a rally, he riled people up and he directly, and we saw it on TV, they have a tape of it, him telling people to go to the Capitol and, you know, make a mess, do horrible things. So what do you think about that? Do you think he did that? Yeah, he'd be with them. And he was not with them. Yeah, he was with hiding the in his office. Well, the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what do you think about that he did that? It's horrible. Okay. It's absolutely horrible. And uh, he's going to be, he is impeached and he will, uh, he may go to trial on it and lose all of his benefits. Mm-hmm. Would you like to see that happen? I don't have a problem with it. I do. But what do you like to see that happen? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> but I think I think he has it coming. Yeah, he was wrong. He was wrong, wrong, wrong. And he and he he didn't start just then. I remember one time somebody asked him about violence and oh the violence, and he said, "Stand back." He didn't say go away. He said, "Stand, stand back, back and like stand by." Group, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, he had. And what was the point of that whole thing? I mean, there was no real point to what they were doing. Um, I, I just didn't get it. I thought, what is going on? About told day for years, I think, you know, we're gonna have a civil war pretty soon. We're gonna have <laughs> the liberals and the conservatives against each other. And, um, but that was so ill-planned and it was so crazy. We even had one in Olympia. There was a couple hundred people that broke into the government oh, oh. they broke down the fences and got right up to the front door. So knowing that about, we agree on that. Okay. That Trump had a big role in that and has a lot of responsibility for that. Okay. So we agree on that. Now, knowing that, do you, would you vote for Trump again? Oh, no, he'll never run. He'll never run again. No, but what do you have voted? Like, let's say that happened right before the election. Would you have still voted for Trump? Probably not. I, 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 I told Dave before we voted, just hold your nose and vote. You know, because mm-hmm. I didn't think there was a good choice there. Mm-hmm. But now that this has happened, do you have any regrets about voting for Trump? Do you think, no. I mean, you still, I mean, what I, I'm having a hard time believing that you don't think he's more extreme than the other politicians or he's not in a class, by, that you don't think he's in a class by himself. Um, no, I think it's too simplistic to just say one man is responsible for everything. Um, you know, 
Adolf Hitler was responsible and everybody right. gets all the credit for it. But he had plenty of people under him that just didn't say, hey, this is wrong. Let's not do this anymore. So um, Trump just, he got away with murder. He really did. And uh, I couldn't vote for him again. Uh, he'll never run for office again. I wouldn't be surprised if he left the country because nobody's going to like him except a few rednecks. And I was listening to the radio yesterday, um, a conservative radio from this broadcasting he was saying i don't know what people are talking about because trump never said you know uh it was okay for them to riot at the capitol yes he did we saw it mm -hmm. we saw it on the news mm -hmm. how can you say that it didn't happen i think some people are just blinded but so, so what do you think about all the trump supporters that you do? are there a lot of trump supporters that you don't agree with then have there been trump supporters all along that you haven't agreed with because a lot of them uh you know think do you think the election was stolen no no more than it was four years ago uh-huh you know maybe the russians did get in there maybe the chinese did get in there but they did four years ago and if they did this year hey too bad you four years ago you won this time you didn't well you did know? you did you hear did you hear about his accusations about them throwing ballots away and oh, stuff yeah. like that well you know it's a funny thing because when we first moved to washington state in 2004 Mm -hmm. Christine Gregoire was, is a Democrat and she was running against this Republican. Oh yeah, the cutest little name was Rico something or Nico. Anyway, he was a Republican and he won the vote, which is unusual, you know, it's where a, it's a, a blue state. So anyway, uh, he was getting ready to move into the governor's mansion. And the Democrats said, now, wait a minute. We think that those votes weren't counted properly. We demand a recount. So there actually were three recounts and in each recount, they found ballots behind the cabinets. <laughs> oh, so they did really find that. <laughs> How do you know that though? Huh? Because you... they said it on the news and then the news media is, all, is liberal, but they, they meant, they, I remember distinctly, I didn't make it up, hearing that they found more, each time they found more votes for Gregoire till she finally won. Hmm. And oh, Dino Rossi was his name. And he hmm. uh, he moved out, he tried to run against her again, but she had the, the machine again, uh, behind her then, so he didn't have a chance. Hmm. And um, and it's, I just think that most, we will have all mail-in votes here in Washington state. There's no polls you can go to. Oh. And so there's plenty of opportunity for uh, extra votes and stuff like that. But, so you th uh, you think that the elections are all a little corrupt? Oh yeah. Okay. Human nature. Um what about, you know, you're you're a little you're a little more open-minded or um let's say more compassionate than than like a lot of the uh people. You don't listen to Fox, is that right? That's right. So there's like a whole bunch of, so I'm seeing you in sort of a different shade from people who are really, I don't think politics really r run your life like in a very dramatic way. Is that right? That's right. But there are a lot of people who, who, um, you know, are 
flew to Fox and are very vigilant about oh, supporting. Oh, I have friends who are, sure. And you have friends that are. So how? One of my best friends refuses to get a vaccination because she's somehow certain that the mark of the beast is either going to be in the uh, solution or in the uh, needle itself. Mm. And somehow we're going to turn this all into mind numbed uh, zombies. Mm. And I said, you know, D Diane, I love you, but let's just agree to disagree. Oh. And she said, deal. Oh. So, you know, there's plenty of them out there. Okay. So here's what I'm going to So she seems crazy to you. Or that 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 take on it seems crazy. Misguided. Is. Misguided. Misguided. That's very nice of you. Thank like God that. I'm not there because I would just say probably like you just sound so crazy. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, which Don't is make friends that way. Which are probably which are probably you know might be good thing. But um, so I would say in the the uh, shades of Trump supporters, you're a pretty I'm going to say passive one. You're not, you're not like a gung-ho person. You're not a gung-ho uh, political. Your has your family always voted Republican? No, they've always voted Democrat, except I think my husband's uh, parents voted Republican. So how did, how is it, has your husband always voted Republican like before you even met him? Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah, Republican background. So, it, do you think that influenced you, or how did you wind up being 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 voting Republican or being Republican? Well, you're going to laugh at this. Good. When I was a little girl. I asked my grandmother, who was like a second mother to me, "What's the difference between the Republicans and the Democrats?" And she said, "Well, the Republicans are for the rich people." And I said, "Then I'm a Republican because I want to be rich." <laughs> Wow. I was about eight years old then. <laughs> wow. Do you, do you think that now? No, no, I don't. Well, I'm not rich. I'm just comfortable. No, Very but also, uh, well, that's a lovely room. I have to say that bed looks like it's worth, uh, you're sitting, yeah, the furniture in that room looks like it's worth something. Yeah. Uh, furniture, my mother. And my gorgeous. I see where Sherilyn gets her taste. Um, We're, I'm a little more traditional than she is. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know. Uh, I would imagine. Um, the thing is, is that, um, so what, how did you change from, how did you decide, how did you become a Republican then? Well, I just started listening as I grew up. And things either made sense to me or they didn't. And, and was, my, my grandfather, on my father's side, uh, he was a staunch Democrat, and uh, he believed that when Social Security came through, that the government was just going to take care of him, and he didn't need to have any savings. And he really struggled. Uh, he lived to be mm -hmm. a little over 80, mm -hmm. because the government can't fully support you. That's just not going to happen. You need right. to have some savings. And he and Dave, who just my husband, who just loved each other, used to get in these flaming debates at family gatherings, you know, and they loved it. They loved arguing with each other, mm -hmm. and sharing mm -hmm. their viewpoints. But, um, and Dave's parents, Dave's father was, they were either eating, eating out on Sunday nights or they were having bread and milk at home because his dad was a, an entrepreneur with varying degrees of success. And Dave didn't want that. That's why he became a school teacher. His brother became a police officer. 
because they wanted a steady income with some hope for um, a financial future once they were retired. And uh, so um, it's, it's just really interesting to me how things shape us mm-hmm. and, and how we grow as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great life. And I am one really happy woman. Uh, I just, I just, I don't think I have ever been happier and I love my Lord. And, uh, and I just figure that he is in control regardless of what happens. Mm-hmm. And all I have to do is just sit back and let him work. Mm. Have you always been religious? Um, yeah, since I was a teenager. What, how did you I, get, I, how, what brought you into religion or how did you? Well, I was in uh, middle school or junior high, I guess they called it then. And, mm-hmm. uh, I just wasn't really happy. And somebody said, well, let's just go to a church camp and, uh, that the Baptist church is having, they have a really great program. So, okay. So we went and that's when I asked Jesus to be my savior. And then that was winter camp. And then at summer camp, I said that I would, um, I would just follow the Lord. I would make him the leader mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. I went back home and told my parents, they said, if you ever bring that up again, you can never go to church. Really? Yeah, yeah. And so I lived on the fence. I was very active in my church, but I was very careful what I shared with my parents. And when I was in high school and I was on the board of the uh, Bible, Bible club in our high school, and we went to a Youth for Christ uh, rally in LA one Saturday night, I came back and my parents and my aunt and uncle and their best friends were sitting at the kitchen table playing poker, drinking bourbon and singing the old rugged cross. And I just said, good night. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just never gave up. We even after our son was born, we had two children. After our son was born, um, I got I had a dream that I needed to go back to church because I was no longer involved in mm-hmm. church. And I needed to go back to church. And so I woke up and I told Dave, I'm taking the kids with me to Sunday school and I'm going to church and I'd like you to come. But if you don't come, that's not going to stop me. So he said, well, I'll come sometimes. So it took him a couple of years, but he finally uh, asked Jesus to be his savior. C.S. Lewis's book, Mere Christianity, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. an incredible mm-hmm. book, did the trick for him. So. Mm-hmm. And we have been active. Then he said, we're going to take. You know what, Carol? I am so sorry. We are out of time. And I'm going to oh, have to say, but stick around. I'm going to just say goodbye and, and uh, don't go anywhere. I'm going to say goodbye to everybody who's listening. So I was going to say, so religion for you is actually an act of rebellion, which is so interesting, guys. Anyway, thanks so much for uh, tuning in to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I'm here every Thursday, 2 to 3. There's over 250 episodes on my RadioFreeBrooklyn.org show page, and you can listen to ep- old, all the episodes you want. Stick around this afternoon. We've got really great programming. And, um, you know, don't forget to about city running tours, for God's sakes. Have a great afternoon. Dr. Lisa gives a shit.